Hi guys, welcome to the Nameless Book Podcast. My name is Dudu, and if it's your very first time here, you are more than welcome. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And I would really like to just get into it with this book for this week. Uh, the title for this week is My Sister, The Serial Killer by Oyunkan Brathwaite. And I, I picked this book because I saw it on a lot of uh, bookstagram pages. So I was like, hmm, why not give it a shot? And I realized that I didn't have the time to get it as a physical book. So I decided to look for another medium, which happened to be an audio book. So I signed up on Audible and managed to get um, this title. So this episode is going to be a review of both the book and audiobooks and maybe a little bit about audible as a medium of audiobooks so i really really hope you guys do enjoy this episode so let's get right into it the title as i've stated is my sister the serial killer and it focuses on two sisters koride and um ayola the only reason i know how to say their names properly or I hope I'm saying them properly is because this is the way the narrator was saying them in the audiobook. So I hope I'm doing them justice. Um, and this book is it's it's about two sisters. Um, I don't know who remembers. This is gonna be bad for me because I never read the book. I only watched the movie. But my sister's keeper. It's more along those lines, but with a touch of Africanness in it, a heavy touch of Nigerian in it. And I really, I, I, I don't want to force it and say I loved it. I liked it. If I'm being honest, I liked the book. I liked how it began. I liked the theme of it. And, um, I liked the book. And I really, really, I don't know. I don't want to say, I con- okay, I connected with Cory Day more than Ayola. And... Corrie Day is the older sister. She's obviously... She's the, she's the main character in this book. She's the one t- telling the story about her sister, the serial killer. And she's very... She's very protective of her sister. She's her sister's keeper. Um, throughout the book, you know, you see how she's frustrated by having to be her sister's keeper. There's strong hints of of colorism she's the older sister the darker sister and ayola is the much lighter skinned sister the much good looking sister the sister who has the right curves and the right you know everything you know boob size butt size everything is proportionate and she's just she has everything working for her you know and um she you know Cory Deb makes it a point to kind of say it's because of her light skinness. That's why, you know, she has the attention from men, especially, and why she can get away with basically anything, including murder. And so, in the very beginning of the book, Cory Deb receives a phone call from Ayola, and she just says, He's dead. He's dead. And it seems like on instinct, Corrida knows that she needs to get up and just go to her sister and help her clean it up. And she says, I bet you didn't know that bleach can mask 
the smell of blood and to me that's like okay you know I, in the first chapter that's what you're getting into so you're like okay fine homegirl is gonna be killing throughout the book homegirl is gonna be cleaning up after girl throughout the whole book so i'm just like okay that's what i'm here for i am here for that okay and you know the, she goes over to where ayola is and she gets there the guy is and you know from her description her sister is much smaller but she managed to knock down someone who's about six feet tall that's their description not mine i don't even want to convert it because i just know that he's tall okay that's what they said six feet tall Uh, (laughs) yeah and so she's there she finds her sister there the guy's on the bathroom floor he's bleeding and so she starts wrapping him so the thing that gets me and the thing that that the recurring theme throughout the book is she Corita gets there and this person's eyes are wide open. His name is Finney, I believe, are wide open. And so when she walks in, she stares right into his eyes. And throughout the book, that is the image that is sketched into her brain. That is the image that is keeping her from sleeping, that is keeping her on her toes about everything and actually thinking that they might, they, I mean, this time they might get caught. And I'm saying this time because she makes a point to notice that on one of the nights she couldn't sleep, she does a Google search and says, and just types in serial killer. And she finds out that the minute she kill more than three, you're labeled a serial killer. And that's the name of the title of the book. And so, you know, Femi's face is etched in her brain. She can't sleep. She can't, and she was like, I. She she also couldn't understand why this third person bothered her more than the other two. And you know, you don't you don't actually find out what happened to the second person. Just that Ayola killed them. And throughout, you know, and it's so. She's when when they settle back into like the clean they clean up the his this guy's apartment with bleach and everything like it was just so she mentions how she's so meticulous to detail she cleans every single spot that you would not find anything and you know and she makes a point to notice that this guy was also very very meticulous to detail and you know, he was very prim and just like you know a down to the details type of person and so even when they were picking out the shirts to wrap his body the sheets sorry to wrap his body and she mentioned that if we leave nothing people will notice that something is missing you know and so you know she leaves just enough so that no one is too suspicious but obviously the family starts wondering where he is and stuff like that meanwhile her sister goes online posts a picture of her and this guy that she dated for a month saying that she was the last person to see him alive so the family starts calling her asking where he could be and she's not at all bothered she's just playing her part of a distraught girlfriend and 
you know she's she can't be bothered whereas corrida is out there like you know saying hey ayola you can't be posting photos of your yourself that's a bit too narcissistic you're supposed to be grieving your boyfriend who seems to have disappeared she even goes and complains she's like how when can i resume my regular posting on snapchat and instagram you know this is all really a waste of time i need to get back to my life which is i was just like wow girl wow okay wow and so you know like i mentioned um Corey day is very she's a by the books kind of girl you know she has she she takes care of her sister and her mother and she's very what's the word the word is escaping my mind right now she has she's very focused you know focused on this and focused on that and she doesn't she doesn't take nonsense you know she doesn't want she has a it's not even slight she has OCD and so she's she just wants things in a certain type of way and she doesn't want them to move from that so obviously the family of the sister starts you know doing investigations no, not investigations per se before the investigations they they begin to kind of sort of give up on where Finny is right meanwhile Corrida is still very very bothered by this last kill her sister's last kill that haunts her and so she she doesn't have friends or anyone she can confide in you know even at work she hasn't she happens to be a nurse and so she there's a there's a comatose patient who has been there for i think they had said nine months or had been there for a very long time so she takes to conversating or rather listening to herself speak or just offloading with this comatose patient you know telling this patient everything about you know her sister's kills and all that just basically having someone to vent to and it happens that at the hospital that she works at, there's a very cute doctor that she has a crush on. His name is Tade. Tade, yeah, Tade or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I know, but I just don't know how to say it. <laughs> so it's Tade. And so they get along pretty, pretty well. Um, until... Her sister Ayola decides to come and take her sister out for lunch. You know, in and about this time, she she like I said, she she's very cool, but she doesn't want this and this to mix and stuff like that. So she doesn't want her home life and her work life to mix. So her sister comes to her office, introduces herself to her workmates, and you see the direct dis- the, they they see the distinction between the two of them. They're two polar opposite. One is very very light skin one is very very dark she the, the writer makes the expression of saying that ayola is like a brat's doll and um and cory day is like a voodoo doll which to me took me back that it, it not took me back but it froze me i remember i was listening to it and i froze i was like shit shit and it was just like, oh, it just brought so many 
thought into my head and i was like if you know what a brat star looks like guys and a voodoo doll kind of like what like those big lipped old school racist negro cartoons look like that's literally what uh and it just froze me and stopped me in my tracks and i was just like this is this is terrible it's a very terrible um it's a very terrible way to explain the difference between the two of them and it it, yeah it just really really set me back and so i think the purpose of the writer doing that was just to explain the differences between the two sisters but there could have been a more nicer way to do it but it was very very it was very it, it really reserved me and i just yeah i mean let me just go there if you've anyone who okay for me because i grew up as a dark-skinned little girl it was you already have very very you're attacked or you're meant to feel like you're not as pretty because of the color of your skin and how you look and your big features your big nose your big lips and stuff like that so it just took me back to that little girl who didn't think they were pretty because of the color of their skin so it was it really set me back even now like remembering that it really really set me back and so um all the while all the while um and so all the while um femi's family starts to accept that maybe he just disappeared and so they send over a cleaning service lady to go and clean his house and all of that and they find a bloody rag which prompts them to start investigations especially into uh you know just like trying to figure out what happened and then a neighbor comes out and says he saw two women two women yo two women leaving <laughs> leaving Femi's apartment that night which prompts the question of who Ayola was with because Ayola said she was um she was the last person to see them so the police um obviously i mean the the thing that they might they kept mentioning was how you know if you have enough money in lagos or in nigeria you can influence the police and so the family of femi um just influenced the police to go and um question ayola and koride and then they go over to the house question them they give them answers and then they ask to see Corrida's car. Corrida's car was the one that they used to dispose of the body. And so, you know, she even goes and says that, you know, she mentioned how she makes her own concoction of disinfectant and how she scrubbed down the car. And, um, you know, she made sure she bleached the shit out of it. And she did. She really did. So the cops didn't find anything. Um, you know, the... <laughs> it plays into the corruptness of cops and how they brought it back to her and then asked for money admin fee for returning her car that they took and then took too long with and so she had to pay them back you know that subtle corruption and stuff like that and so 
Ayola comes back and tries to comes back to Corday's place of work again and tries to you know take her out for lunch. For the first time she had gone there, she met Tade, the guy, the doctor that uh, Corday has a crush on. And Tade is very taken, and she just puts it out. You know, he, he's very taken by her, as all men are. And so they start dating, and Cory Day is just like, she's really not impressed because she knows her sister. And, you know, things start to get serious between them. All the while, Cory Day, Cory Day then disappears with another man. Another man who who happens to, I don't know if he's a sugar daddy, but he basically paid for her schooling, disappears, and um, Tade is besides himself, and he doesn't know what to do with himself, he's just like, he loses weight, he's just helpless, he's a shadow of himself, you know, and the narrator puts it as a, in a way that she's just like, yeah, this is the effect she has on men, you know. And so, throughout the whole book, you know, you can see the sister's jealousy, but also the need to want to protect her sister throughout the whole book. And it plays into the theme of how, you know, you it tells the story of the second person, you know, but the lingering story remains the girl's father. And so, you know, this they, they, she talks about the father. She talks about the father and this and that the day before my father died and even the knife that Cory Day uses to kill most of these men is the knife that belonged to her father and so throughout the book you get the sense that well I, I may be wrong about this but I got the sense that the father was Cory Day's I mean I'm sorry Ayola's first victim and obviously Cory Day helped her cover that one up and so it became a thing that every time, you know, Ayola did something, she covers it, she covers it up. And so Ayola comes back from a trip in Dubai with this sugar daddy of hers. And she literally looks at her sister and then she says, he died. And she was like, you killed a man while you were, in. you know, she sh- she's like, she, she killed him. But then she goes, but, and then Ayola goes on to explain herself and said, it was food poisoning. And Corey Day says to herself, but that's not her usual MO. But then she reflects and says, but do I even know her MO? I just know that most of the ones that I know about were killed with a knife. So, you know, it becomes a whole thing that they don't really count, you know, account about and everything like that. And so she goes back to Tade. This is Ayola. And, you know, things are starting to get serious. Tade is there for Ayola's birthday party. And they just, it seems to get serious for Tade. But you can see through Corrida that she, she also doesn't believe that Ayola is actually into it, you know. And more or less, she even asks her, like, you're not serious about this. She's like, mm, he's not that deep. So she's literally just having fun. And Tade gets ready to propose. And Koride is just like, you know what? You're making a mistake. You don't know my sister. And even when she asks him, why do you love her? It's just surface. She's very pretty. She's very nice. It's nothing 
concrete that you would want to marry someone so she even goes and tells him like she's dangerous hey she's killed before she's going to harm you trying to warn this guy and he doesn't listen fine all the while the guy that Corey Day, the comatose patient that Corey Day had been uh, confiding in wakes up and you know she's scared because she's like can does he remember everything that i told him about my sister you know and yeah he does he doesn't tell anyone (laughs) that he does um he doesn't believe he'd be a credible witness and so it happens on one night that ayola calls koride again a call she shouldn't be expecting but is always expecting and you know she thinks that she has killed Tadi, but she gets there it is ayola who has the knife in her in her body and so and so um she doesn't have a fourth victim the fourth victim is still alive and it becomes a whole a whole obviously a police case and And um, Ayola goes into surgery. They try and figure out what happened. The sisters don't have a chance to corroborate their stories or just make up a lie to make it seem concrete or whatever. But Ayola just goes goes on the left and just basically throws nigga under the bus and says, you know what? He tried to stab me. He tried to kill me. We were fighting. He tried to he asked me to marry him i said no and he got angry and stuff like that and so yeah he got angry said um cory day wasn't and uh, the guy was being mean about well talking bad about the sister so she got pissed she tried to kill him and all of that um yeah that was basically it so the whole time cory day was thinking that she's just protecting her sister except it turns out her sister was also trying to protect her and her honor and so for me let me put it this way okay that's that about the book now the book wasn't what i expected from the title to from the title and the first chapter it wasn't what i expected i expected like an intense thriller about this girl who's going around (laughs) killing people and a sister that is helping her cover up the kills you know i didn't expect for her to have like three victims i didn't expect um you know and also she was very she has not ayola was not remorseful she was just like her defense was i was defending myself Meanwhile, it was the older sister, Koride, who was very, who was more taken back and more bothered by all the kills. So, for me, this book, the title, the first chapter, had me thinking that Ayola was going to be on a killing spree. And that they wouldn't be able to, you know, wouldn't be able to keep up with all the dead bodies because, you know, she's going to have a hard time. Corey Day was going to have a hard time cleaning it up. That's what I thought was going to happen. I just thought it was just going to be like, you know, like a serial killer 
and stuff like that i don't want to sound twisted and crazy but that's what i expected like a proper african thriller besides that it was a good book it was a good read it was something different for me but like i've mentioned it does touch on themes of colorism and narcissism and how you know ayola was more interested in posting about her life throughout snapchat and fate on instagram and what she was about to wear not keeping in mind what was going on in the real world and all the other lies that she had you know everything else that she was trying to keep up with you know come femi's murder and all that she was like after two weeks or something like that she was ready to move on with her life not remembering that this person was missing and she's supposed to be an inconsolable girlfriend who's worried about this guy and um you know it was heavy on the on uh traces of corruption especially in lagos amongst the police and stuff like that so it's it's a nice book it's not i'm kind of sort of you know um i'm glad i listened to the audiobook and not bought the physical book um yeah i'll say that i would give uh, i would give it a a five out of ten yeah i would give this book a five out of ten it was a good audiobook and on audiobooks um it was different eh? it was so different for me it was different it was different um i'm used to taking notes and noting down where i left off and going back to a specific you know a specific page or something like that to reread something all over again and with audiobooks it's nice to you know hear the story being narrated to you but if you miss something you have to rewind you know the other night i i i was listening to the book trying to fall asleep listening to it and i realized i i, I don't know where i stopped listening so I had to guess. So I had to... Uh, there's probably some chapters I've listened to more than twice or three times. Because I had to go back to the last thing that I remembered. So that I don't miss anything. But all in all, I will be giving audiobooks another try. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice way to get through a book. I listen to it, uh, like I said, as I sleep, as I drove around town running errands. It's You just need to not lose your... <laughs> trail of thought and just really really focus and like yeah focus on the words and the narrator and what they're saying but it was good so audiobooks are uh are yes from me oh yes for me i'll definitely be using um uh, listening to audiobooks more often and um audible is also a very great great platform for audiobooks so i do recommend it if you're out there looking for or looking to try audiobooks it's a very good medium to to use um once you register the first book is free it's on them and then from then on you have to buy the books but yeah so for audiobooks i'm gonna give them an 8.5 out of 10 i really liked it minus the fact that i like physical books but i'll give it was good it was a good experience especially for this book 
and i like that the narrator was also nigerian so even the way they said the names and all of that was very very was very good was very nice to hear you know sometimes you read um especially with african books i mean i can say sotwana names i can say sotwana names when i see them when i read them but other cultures and other nationalities around africa you'll never know if you're saying your name correctly or not so i really enjoyed that and yeah it's a great story it just my sister my sister the serial killer is a great story but it just it wasn't all that and then some for me you know yeah so we have come to the end of this episode i hope you guys enjoyed it please don't forget to give me feedback on instagram and twitter it is dudu untumete twitter instagram dudu untumete don't be afraid to let me know your thoughts and what you think about the podcast and this episode in particular thank you guys so much for listening and i will see you in two well i won't see you but you'll get a new episode <laughs> in two weeks, okay? In two weeks. Don't be asking me when a new episode is, okay? I said every fortnight, every two weeks. So you'll get a new episode in two weeks, guys. And like I've mentioned, it is a book club pick. So as soon as I come back from book club, I will come and record, okay? Enjoy your week, guys. 